Good evening, everyone. As always, feel very comfortable moving down closer so you can see. And I don't know if hearing is an issue, but so you can feel like you're part of the party. Okay. So good evening, and officially welcome, everyone. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education, and I'm delighted to welcome you to be here with you this evening in the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco. And of course, to welcome you to this evening's Meet the Artist interview this evening, which is Tuesday, Feb Tuesday, March 11th in 2014. The Center for Dance Education which is directed by Charles Chip McNeil with adult programming coordinated by Cecilia Beam, produces a wide variety of programming. These pre-performance interviews, the points of view lectures on Wednesdays during the season, excuse me, the um, Ballet 101 classes, which if you haven't taken them, I hope that you will plan to in a coming year. The, they offer them usually right at the first of the year. Uh, talks on ballet, which are coming up in the next month or so. All of this information is available to you in a pamphlet, which I think is uh, to be found in the lobby. And of course, all this information is on the ballet's website, sfballet.org and you are strongly urged to visit the website frequently because the information there is fascinating and varied. The website gets better all the time. Uh, lots of video of dancers and programming and interviews. These programs, of course, are recorded and will be available as podcasts on the website. I know last season there was a bit of a problem. This year they're up. I don't know if anybody's gone to check on the, the earlier ones of the season, but I hope you will. So I issue a warm welcome to those who may be listening to a podcast in the future. I am delighted, you've already figured this out, that my conversation partner this evening will be principal dancer Sarah Van Patten. So you can welcome Sarah again. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be in conversation with Sarah, who is a very articulate advocate for our art form. Uh, Sarah will be performing the role of Cinderella in uh, a different cast throughout the run. Uh, you certainly had your opportunity to, to work on it last year and when the company was in New York, so I'm looking forward to insights that you might have about a number of things, about the role of Cinderella about working with choreographer Christopher Wielden and um, maybe a little broader view of dancing this wide range of lead ballerinas, the, the heroines of the ballet that you've had the opportunity to, to perform. So I think, why don't we start with who is Cinderella and compare Cinderella to Juliet or to Odette, or pick one, Giselle. Well, <laughs> good evening. Um, I always love dancing full-length story ballets. Um, I love being a character and um, kind of taking the story from beginning to end. So Cinderella was brand new to me uh, last season, um, and so I think over uh, the process of 
choreographing the work with Chris. It was the first Cinderella I'd ever seen also while he was choreographing. So I didn't have anything in my head as to what should be happening or another kind of choreographed Cinderella ballet. Um, so I feel like having it be my first um, and only production, um, it was a very authentic experience. And I felt that during the process, while Chris was choreographing, he could really make it his own. And I was taking that rather than having some idea about what it maybe should be or the way the story or the character um, should evolve. Because um, I think that's what's important, not only when you're conveying a character, but also the choreographer's wishes in terms of how delicate or how naive or how innocent um, the choreographer really wants the, um, the characters to come across or the female lead to, you know, when she kind of breaks out of her shell, shows strength, shows some kind of ability to do something more uh, dramatic and then goes through some kind of a struggle. And then there's, as in Cinderella, there's this great joyous wedding at the end. So really showing, um, the beginning, um, the middle and of course you know the big climax at the end of the ballet and what I love about Cinderella is just that it's a beautiful beautiful love story um, and it's by far one of the most magical parts I've ever danced um, you know I've seen the Disney movie and um, <laughs> I was gonna wonder if you'd seen the Disney <laughs> but I, I think for instance and in what's different from doing some of the other lead female roles is it doesn't have that same sense of um, I, I just keep thinking of the word magical um, and that I do really feel like oh there's my Prince Charming and you know I'm getting ready for the ball and it's, it's really, it's like your childhood fantasy coming true. I mean, as it is being a ballerina, a lot of people look at you like, you know, you're a tooth fairy or something. You don't really, you know, like who does that type of thing? And so then to say, well, I'm Cinderella tonight, it's kind of like, well, but, you know, it, it is. It's kind of, it's your real childhood kind of dreams and fantasies coming to life. So I think... That's what's different dancing Cinderella as opposed to dancing Giselle or Juliet um, or Odette Odile, which are also phenomenal roles and are incredibly complex. Um, but uh, yeah, Cinderella just has this very innocent, beautiful, I keep saying the word magical feel to it. That's, a, that's wonderful. I just, I will now watch it and I will just think magic, magic, magic. Um, you started by saying working with Christopher Wheeldon on his version, and that's fabulous that it was just your initiation to the whole part and to that amazing music. The Prokofiev score is, um, <clears throat> it was created right after his success in creating Romeo and Juliet. And that has become one of the great favorite scores of the 20th century. So this one's maybe not as well known. But um, in any case, here's Christopher Wilden, who you've had a chance to work with a lot. And we have, um, I can't remember the count, I think it's in your program notes, um, how many of his works are in our repertoire. He has created, I think it's eight or so, on our company. And you've been in probably most of them. 
What is special, what's wonderful about working with Christopher Wilden? We have, luckily, here in San Francisco Ballet, we have many choreographers come through every season. Um, and it's, you know, a new choreographer. They're going to work very differently. They're going to approach kind of their relationship with you in the studio very differently, how they use the music. And so it's, um, it's exciting, but it takes like a few days of kind of figuring out how this is going to all work. Um, and I've, I've now been in the company 13 years, so been here a while um, and I've worked with Chris from the beginning so when Chris shows up I feel like those of us who have also been around for a little longer um, I immediately know how he's going to work what he's going to expect um, his movement quality um, and so I think we can already jump into a place where we're moving forward um, and so I feel like the time that he's able to spend with us in the studio is really well spent well spent so that um, we're kind of able to go farther um, and so and I think that's very apparent in his work especially with Cinderella that is such a success um, because I feel like he is part of our home here in San Francisco and I think he feels that um, because so many of us know him not only you know dancer choreographer but also as a friend um, because he has such a close relationship with the company so that when he comes, I know he feels very comfortable and he can challenge us and push us. And so I think the results are, I mean, you can see the masterpiece tonight. So, Is this your first experience dancing a character for Chris? I, I did his carousel, which... Um, is, a, is, a, is a character, um, but it's the first story ballet that I've done of his. I'm trying to recall right now. I believe this is the, it's the first full length, um, but story. So he, his background was the Royal Ballet of England, <clears throat> which is renowned for dancing all of the great classics and for creating many, many full length um, dramatic story ballets. So that's his that's in his bones and in his nervous system. Um, and yet he has worked mostly in the abstract, in the, non, in the plotless genre, at least for us. He's created any number of full-length story ballets now around the world. His Alice in Wonderland was a great success. I think he's done some of the other major stories. Can you um, point to ways that it was different to work with him on telling a story? Um, hmm. What I thought was actually um, wonderful working with Chris telling a story, because I do a lot of story ballets, and there's, as you will see, or maybe you've already seen, there are many characters and personalities in this piece and in this work. And what Chris was able to do, which I appreciated, is because I've also played the role of Edwina, the ugly stepsister is he will demonstrate every single role um, fully, full out, and kind of show you what he's looking for out of each character. So he was able to really embody um, everyone from Edwina to Cinderella to Benjamin to um, one of the princesses in the second act. Um, and so it became very clear kind of 
how he was piecing all of everybody together in order to create the story and the atmosphere of the work, which is so important for this ballet. So I think that was kind of a first with Chris because it was the first full length and it was the first real, you know, full story ballet I had done with him. That must be challenging to have someone with his gifts and and abilities as a performer. And he was a very great performer before he retired um, to concentrate on choreography. Um, and then you have to get up there and do what he just did. I can only imagine that would have a certain spark to it. it we had a lot of laughs in the studio. It was, it was a fun process. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of other situations when uh, choreographers just get down and demonstrate, um, get, getting off track, but I'm remembering uh, Willem Christensen, who created the first American Nutcracker, and he restaged it for this company in 1986, and he demonstrated every one of the children's parts for the party scene, and it was extraordinary. All those kids still remember as grown dancers watching him show them how to be children. It's interesting, but sometimes when I'm, I'm learning a piece and I'll see a choreographer and you struggle with words because there isn't anything that can describe what you want the dancer to do. And so sometimes that's the best way is to just show it. And mm -hmm. this is, you know. This was an interesting production. Um, for those of you who came in late, we're having a conversation with Sarah Van Patten, principal dancer with the company, who um, will dance the role of Cinderella in an alternate cast. Um, um, where was I going with that? Um, how did I start? <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, wanted to get something really special from you. Um, what we will be doing is asking those of you in the audience to ask questions, and so you might be thinking of things that you might want to be asking Sarah. Um, I was going to ask you about doing a different role in the same work and doing the stepsister part. Um, fun? I think Difficult. Edwina was probably one of the most fun I've ever had on stage. Um, if those of you have seen the piece, it's um, she's the um, not nice, ugly stepsister, <laughs> real mean one. And I remember the first day of working with Chris, he looked at me and he said, I had you in mind for this part. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but... Um, you know, he wanted somebody very done up um, and could really make a huge contrast to the other stepsister who is a little slow and very sweet and, um, and then, of course, Cinderella. So you have to have this, like, very kind of strong, persistent energy the entire time. And luckily, I danced it with um, someone who actually is one of my best friends, and so Francis Chung. So we just had a blast on stage. Um, and I think doing both the roles, I've done it before in a full length. Um, the last time I did it was very contrasting roles. So even though Edwina is very different from Cinderella, um, 
it was it was fun because I got to experience more of the work from a different aspect and a different angle. So I felt it only strengthened both performances um, rather than kind of confused me. At first, of course, you know, it's the same music and I might be on stage at the same time with Cinderella, but doing an opposite step and that, you know, once you get past that, it only makes it so that I really know the music, know the work, know the ballet. And I feel like, um, yeah, I could just really enjoy it. One of the things about this production is it's very celebrated are the production values, the special effects. And before we turn it over to questions, can you comment on, on your interaction with the special effects? Are, is there anything that is so special that challenges you to, to do, have to know something different or know something, to be on the guard for something? Or do they just happen around you? It depends. Um, but what's so beautiful about this production is actually the way that they make all of the transitions in the work um, seem like very seamless and all of a sudden very powerful with only kind of very simple tools, which I think is just genius. And you know, you don't have to kind of haul in some big grand set that's going to look beautiful, but. I don't want to give it away for those of you who haven't seen it, but all of a sudden just kind of very simple elements come together and create something that's just absolutely stunning. And so that's what I think is really amazing about the piece. And yes, there's a lot for Cinderella as of some other characters, but you know, you're on stage for 90% of the ballet. And there's lots of, as you can imagine, shoe changes and make sure I have my this point shoe is here and that point shoe is there and then I have a second one that I'm gonna preset here and there. So, you know, once you once it becomes more second nature, then those kinds of things you don't necessarily have to worry about or think about. But at first when you're putting the piece together, there's a lot going on. Are there questions that you would like to ask? And I'll repeat the question. So we'll start here. That's a great question. Um, there will be a number of casts of the, of the main roles. Are you all in the same room at the same time learning the part um, or not? And that might also lead to the fact that you're, we shared this production with the Danish, uh, the uh, Het National. Uh, Dutch National Ballet on the other side of the world. So there was an added complication there. It, w it was a joint production and usually yes. Um, Sometimes um, a choreographer will start with one couple and then expand it and bring others in depending on, sometimes it's overwhelming to have four or five couples in a room at once. Um, but he generally kept us all in the room kind of throughout the creative process, which was really nice. And even though then once we started to break apart into individual rehearsals, he would work with us. Um, each and then kind of help us grow as we each needed to. Um, but pretty much from the beginning, we were all in there. And as Mary mentioned, um, it was a co-production. So the um, Dutch Head National Ballet, we had some of their couples, uh, Cinderella's and Prince's, come to San Francisco while we were learning um, 
some of the work. And then we also had two couples from here go there for a few weeks and kind of learn the rest of the ballet that then we learned off of their videos and through our ballet masters and mistresses. So it was a, a shared kind of a unique experience from what usually takes place. Let's go over here for a question. Yes. question about yourself and your career. Where did you come from and how did you get here? Well, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, downtown Boston. Um, that's where I started dancing in a very, very small ballet school outside of the city. And when I was 14, I stopped going to academic school and I went to Pennsylvania and danced with the Pennsylvania Ballet. From there, I got an apprenticeship with the Royal Danish, and so when I was 15, I moved to Copenhagen, and I was an apprentice for my first year with the company, and then a core dancer for my second year. Um, and during that time, I was very fortunate to work with uh, John Neumeyer, whose company was just here performing A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I performed Juliet in his Romeo and Juliet. Um, and that was also, luckily, at the same time, Helgi Thomason um, came to Copenhagen to set his own Sleeping Beauty. And that's where I met Helgi when I was performing Juliet and decided that at that point I was ready to come back to America and uh, ready for a change. And so when I was 17, I came to San Francisco Ballet as a soloist, and I've been here for 13 years now. So, thank you for That's asking. My story. Um, oh, way in the back, yeah, Terry. Is there a reason that you thought you would educate as a Edwina Okay. Is there a reason you're not doing Edwina this year? Unfortunately, this year um, it just did not work out to perform Edwina. There's just so many other dancers. There's a lot of dancers in the company. So. Um, one here, yeah. Married companies. 20 years ago, there were many, many couples in the company who were married to each other. Is that the case now? <laughs> oh. That's an off-topic question, she acknowledges, but um, I'm there, trying to There think. are a few. There are a few. I don't... Um, trying to think in my span, it's kind of the same, the amount um, married versus um, not, I would think. But there are, there are definitely couples that, you know, find each other at work. <laughs> Did I see another question over here? We'll go back over here. Yeah. I didn't hear the whole question. Can you? So I believe the question is, how old was I when I started dancing? And the second question was, how long did it take me to learn Cinderella? Um, so I started dancing when I was about six, and 
when we first started working on Cinderella, the rehearsal process was about a month long. And then before we, and that was in the fall. And then before we premiered the work last spring, we had about a good two to three week rehearsal process again before we actually performed the piece. So. Is there another question? Okay, I was thinking of a backup question, but we'll let you go. That's a very complex question for the three and a half minutes we have left. But the question is, how do you learn a dance, a ballet, um, compared to the way an orchestra learns it from reading a score? Right. It, just like any other language, by doing, so it, but it's in our muscle memory. So you just do it over and over again, and then you don't even have to think, and you're doing the choreography. That would kind of be my fastest way of... How, did you, how do you learn it in the first place? You walk into a room and you don't know the ballet Cinderella. Oh, and either you, we have a ballet master or mistress teaching us. So we, sorry, I didn't understand like what you're asking. Um, so we have um, ballet masters that are in charge of either, for instance, in Cinderella, um, say the courtiers or Cinderella or different aspects of the piece. And they will have rehearsals and they will know the work themselves and then teach it to us. And then once we know the work, they will coach it and make sure everybody is standing in lines and is going on the right counts and is, you know, doing as they should. We might supplement that by saying a piece that has been performed before in this day and age, the last 30 years or so, is usually filmed. And <clears throat> um, the, that serves as an aid, not the sole way, but an aid to learning a work when it's being repeated. When it's being done for the first time, the choreographer is just in the room telling you, try this on your left foot. Now try it on your right foot. Turn here, jump there. If he likes it, then you go on to the next thing. Okay, um, okay that only took a couple minutes. Anybody else? I saw a couple of their hands. Yes, yours. Do you ever get mixed up with your steps from one character to another? When, I, when I'm first um, performing a piece, then I really, I do need to think, who am I, what's, you know, because especially if the music's the same and I'm on the stage with the other character and they're doing something else, then yes. Um, but I, now, for instance, we're coming back to this, this is the third time coming back to this work. Um, it, it doesn't happen to me as often because, as I was saying before, um, it's now so much my muscle memory that when I am Cinderella, I'm just going as Cinderella, and I don't have to worry too much that um, it's not quite, you know, second nature yet. There have been master's degree theses, probably PhDs, written on how the nervous system and the muscles retain and, and, and remember movement. So um, dancers are the perfect example of how it just it happens. You don't even think about how you remember. You just do. Yeah. We're down to probably the last question. And I know I saw one over here, yours.
if you only danced one more ballet, what role would you dance? <laughs> and where would you dance it? Well, it would definitely be here, that's for sure, because I consider this my home. Um, could it be something I've danced already? Or does it have to be a new piece? Okay. I think if I could only dance one more ballet and that would be it, it would be Romeo and Juliet. Um, and then, yeah, that's a good question, though. That's a tough question. Well, we've had a great time um, with Sarah Van Patten talking about the ballet Cinderella and the more general idea of performing for Christopher Wheeldon and dancing uh, the leads in the ballerina roles. Before we say goodnight, I uh, do want to remind you that you can go to the sfballet.org website to catch these interviews. They'll be posted within a couple of weeks. And there's so much information there, you should visit the website often. Look forward to seeing you at other performances of Cinderella so you can catch, how about four performances and catch all of the lead roles, or is it five? Of performances? Of, of, Ten. of um, Cinderella's oh, cast. There's four. Four. Four casts. Everyone is probably different and everyone is special. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.